Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 115, 115. Brandon will be with us in a minute, but I think that from now on I'll be doing the intro by myself to let him rest up a little, maybe sober up a little. We won't go that far. I I don't know. He's sitting at home right now. Home. He has no home up there in Buffalo, but he's there. The Buffalo Bills have won, so he'll be in a better mood. And ready to rock in a minute with three books that we're going to talk about tonight and some mail and stuff like that. But before we go on, I want to tell you where you can find us all over the internets. We have a website where we review almost every Marvel comic that comes out each and every week. That is WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. We have a Twitter account where if you go and follow us, we will follow you back 100%. And that Twitter account is WS. Marvel Comics, and we have a Patreon account that is patreon.com slash weirdscience where you can go and support us for this show, the DC show, all that stuff, but also not just blind support. You will get many shows in return for whatever level you decide to join up at, and one of the big things we have that's on one of the lower levels, the $5 level, is the weekly Marvel Comics Patreon only spotlight. It's two books picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew. Beep boop. And they end up picking this week Black Cat Annual number one and Punisher Soviet number one, uh, the Garth Innes return to the character. And yeah, you get that. We have the same thing goes on at DC. Two books each week from DC that are picked to just be Patreon only and one indie comic and that's just the spotlights we also have back issues podcasts with old uh issues mainly taken from the marvel unlimited app we have an events podcast that i do i'll be doing the original clone conspiracy uh that will be going on uh, this month at some point and all that stuff so if you want to check that out Go and go over to patreon.com slash weird science and you'll see all that stuff. All these links, too, should be in the show notes when we get to that. But I'm going to go off now after that amazingly, uh, you know, fast uh, intro, I guess. I guess now I'm starting to, uh, you know, try to push it on here because I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. I think that this is going to be one of the shorter ones in the past couple months, uh, especially coming after two shows that were two and a half hours long. I believe that this one will be a little bit shorter, but we'll see how that goes right about now. All right, here I am with Brandon. He is here. He is not drunk. He's not, not, I said. Unfortunately. Oh, my. He's not drunk, I told you. Yeah, you will. Next Sunday, we won't see you. I- I'm telling you, we'll do this beforehand. So if I know, I'll, I'll do this stuff <laughs> early. I won't be staying up late. Uh, but we're here to talk a couple books. I just mentioned that we're not going to have as long a podcast as we've had in the last couple of weeks, maybe months, uh, only because there were some tough picks. 
of what to talk about Star Wars this books. week. Yeah, there were a lot of Star Wars books. And Brandon says Atlas no to the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and then there's stuff we said. We're trying to catch up on stuff. Not everything. And I actually am caught up on Agents of Atlas, uh, Future Foundation, things like that. And I'm not going to make you read those. So we will not be talking about those. So what we have here tonight is one number one and two penultimate issues of runs. So that's kind of something. And the first Big one ones. is... Morbius number one and uh, we ended up starting recording this and it didn't work out we had to stop after like eight minutes and in that eight minutes I actually said why is there a Morbius book but in the meantime we see that there is a movie coming out so and if it does or doesn't whatever but that's why and I guess they want to throw this out there I guess it's it's a character anyway that some people like Uh, I didn't even know that his first appearance was in Spider-Man and that he was typically at first a Spider-Man you know rogue deal and so I didn't even know that. I don't know much at all about Morbius. So going into this number one, as I usually say, the number one, you should learn about the character and, you know, go with that. And the thing is, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Uh, I'm telling I'm reading those X books. That's definitely not a thing with it's those the, books. The, the I main mean, character really. doesn't even show up in this book till almost halfway through it, too. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's just like an odd, you know, show up and things like that. It's just so weird. And so by the end of this, it's a number one. So by the end, you want to read it and decide if you are going to continue with it. A lot of people will buy every number one or at least check them out. And by the end of this issue, it doesn't do anything for me that would get me to, say, pick it over some other books. Now, some books are ending. Maybe if, you know, The Invaders ends and, and this was, oh, man, I, that Morbius was really good. I would put it on my pull list. I don't think there's anything here that would put it on my pull list. I, I no. end up at the end thinking of this as just a generic issue. Spider-Man spot for no, me. No, I, I just – and we're looking for something like that. But by the end, I, like I said, it just – it doesn't have anything that grabs me to the point where I'm like, oh, man, I got to see what happens next. I got to figure out, you know, what's going on because everything is very loose and generic. And and just to show you why, you know, I think that it, this isn't going to last that long anyway is Morbius is a known character, yet the legacy numbering is 42. That's There's not <laughs> a lot of Morbius, and I don't think there's going to be a ton After all is said and done with this either, just again, because I don't think that there's anything that would put this over the top into a a thing where you're going to drop a book to get this or or pick this up when something ends because it just doesn't distinguish himself in my mind to be something of a must read. Uh, You start out with not with Morbius, like you said, but oh, I have to do the credits. See, when we do these at one time and then get back to it's it, so weird to they try throw to do them it again. at the back of the book. Yeah, and it, it is. And and when when we already did this, I think that I already did it because Especially we already when recorded it gives you this. You an once. intro to a character, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't you want that before you? Yeah, jump that should be at the, the beginning, book. so you would know. <laughs> I don't know. They 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 don't play things right. We, it we is Morbius number one, and it's Morbius the Living Vampire. It's written by Vita Ayala, pencils by Marcelo Ferrer. Inks by Roberto Poggi, colors by Dona Dono Sanchez Almara, and letters by VCs Clinton Cal. 
the Michael Morbius was born with a rare blood disorder. Seeking a cure, he devoted his life to medicine, became a Nobel Prize winning researcher. When we first talked about it, Brandon said that, oh, what does that get you? It gets you about a million dollars is yeah. what that gets you. I'll take yeah, that. I said, I think that you win money. And then we looked it up and uh, yeah, 1.4 million at points and things like that. Plus a big, giant gold medallion that it immediately makes you at least in the top 50 rappers. Yeah. Uh, You're not allowed to leave the house without it either. That's the catch. Yeah, you you know, I'd wear it all over. And yeah. I'd, I'd rap with it. I, that would be my <laughs> gold medallion, and I'd be a rapper. At his efforts to find a cure, proof fruitless, Morbius grew impatient. He developed new treatment using vampire bat DNA and electroshock therapy with himself as the test subject. Now, if I'm Morbius and I have won a Nobel Peace Prize, I think I would have avoided vampire bat DNA, yeah. electroshock therapy, and myself as smart. a test subject. I'm not doing it so, to myself. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Exactly. He, he is that smart. He's got millions of dollars now, a big golden rap medallion, and yet he's doing vampire bat DNA things. I think that he was asking for it. Nobody yep. should feel bad for it. The medallion that, that's inflated what his saying. confidence. That's definitely what well, it was. Well, that's what it is. He started flashing <laughs> the medallion to the vampire bat DNA. He's yeah. like, the he's hell with you, vampire bat DNA. Look at me. You know? No, and he's like, listen, I'm not Mike D from the Beastie Boys. I'm Morbius. And, you know, but then really, once he becomes the living vampire, I think that's more of a rap persona uh, that he can get behind. Probably also a grill with fangs. That'd it's be, basically Marilyn Manson's copy, right? Yeah, here. it would be. Yeah, but he's no rapper. (laughs) The experiment successfully changed his genetics, but at a terrible price. Michael gained the ability to fly. Uh, It's funny, too. They go through this where they should just say he became a vampire, but they're going to play a game here. He gained the ability to fly, a regenerative healing factor, a unique hypnotic stare. But in turn, he grew fangs, became weaker when sunlight in sunlight and walks the earth. With an unrelenting bloodlust, as Morbius, two, the vampire, living vampire. Two-sentence description of what a vampire is. That, yeah, that's yeah. Just, see, all they have powers. to do is just say he's the vampire. And, you know, you end up – it's funny because with the idea that it says, you know, he becomes weaker when in sunlight. Obviously, then he's another daywalker. Daywalker. And uh, yeah. I think him and Blade should get in the octagon hang right out, now get a beer. And, and fight it out. Yeah, I'd like that. And I, I'm more of a Blade fan. I think that most people would be. If you are more along the classic horror route, you would probably go Morbius, but you know, that, that's nonsense. It, it would be like if you decided to either eat, say, the old Rice Krispie Treat cereal or Alphabets, right? <laughs> You're going to go, or even yeah. just go straight up Alphabets or Lucky Charms. The one, they're both the same, but one has marshmallows. So yeah. I like that one. The Lucky Charms is Blade. The Alphabets is Morbius. I haven't and even so seen start Alphabets on- in stores in forever. I oh, can yeah, tell you. It's there. I'd love to see the spellings you got with those alphabets. The thing that I got upset at as I was growing up with alphabets and the alphabet soup is you'd see the commercials and it seemed like any time it was like magical that all of a sudden I, I go to the soup and it's going to tell me my fortune or something. Yeah. And it's going to spell or, out yeah, things like, hey, Jim, you're you a great guy. Is a yeah, that's, I think it's going to be a word or sentence. <laughs> like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, Jim, you're great. You, good luck today at school. No, no. It, it basically, I'm like, all right, alphabet soup. And then I try to spell things that lasted one time. I'm like, whatever. And then I ate it. I'm like, why am I even bothering this yeah, long with this piece of crap? You can't let those SpaghettiO-type foods get cold. Then it turns into like well, that's paste the thing too. and it's disgusting. I don't want them to get cold. I also don't want them to talk trash on me. 
I get angry at them. I'm like, you know, how dare you? And if I don't have Franks in you, I don't want you, is yeah. what I say. You just uh, got mad every time you saw the anything start with the word F. You're like, oh, yeah. you son of a. I think there were, yeah, really. I think there was a joke at one point. Like, I thought that I was eating, you know, alphabet soup or something, but I was wondering why it just said, oh, and it was because they were <laughs> had spaghettios and they were dumb. <laughs> that's what they were. <laughs> You were so <laughs> dumb. You think that that's the alphabet soup? Oh, that's all it said. At yeah, least it spells something. But yeah, you start off this issue with, uh, you know, some people that I don't know. You end up with the Melter. Uh, he's he's mixing up things. I, I want to. I, I even went on Twitter the this week and I called said, him the mixer. I wanted to call yeah. him the maker this time. I don't know what his yeah. name is. Now anymore. he's the melder. You want to call him the melder man, but it's a comma man. Yeah. He's yeah. called the melter man. Now he's saying this to a guy who's strapped to a you know a chair now is this guy saying hey you aren't gonna help you aren't gonna hurt me are you boss is he using boss as just a term like hey boss or is this his boss i, I don't even get because he's he's called some boss and like no 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 you'll be fine i just yeah. i don't get no, I, what's I going on this, with the melder melder is is a little smarter than morbius in the sense that he's not going to test it on himself immediately he's going to get one of his lackeys no. first here and, and at, at the one point he's he is mixing something that looks like it's purple and has an eyebrow or yeah. an eyeball in it. That's what. I don't, I that's don't what exactly happens. We know what he's mixing. Is this the stuff that uh, Captain America and uh, no, no, Namor want to get? I their don't hands know. On? No, I, he just says <laughs> that it's going to trans, you know, change him a little and make some special body effects. It seems as if maybe Morbius has caught wind of this and he's going to get this, or he's stopping somebody that's trying to do the horror that happened to him. I, I don't know. It yeah. starts with the Melder. Please. I mean, I, I even complained this week on Twitter of the idea of characters being called, you know, not anything very, you know, imaginative. Catchy. So there's, yeah. you know, I'm here and I'm like, here I am, Philadelphia guy. And, and you know, you don't get it. But if you're going to name him something and, and Melder, and this is probably a legacy guy or something, but really, I, he seems to mix things to me, melding stuff. What, what but, was so that he's, one he's, character you were talking about this week? Was it Gamma Knife? Thing? Somebody was named Gamma Knife? Or was yeah, there was a Gamma Knife, was but that was to. something else. That wasn't yeah. something we were that mad. We were just mad about Gamma Knife just because <laughs> she was Power Rangers uh, daughter and then changes her name to something stupid. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, end up with this. He's mixing up his formula. All of a sudden, his guys come running in. His security detail, they come running in. Oh my God. Oh, it's a monster. It's a monster. And they're just they're yelling like, what, what's going on? Tell me what it is. No, no. Oh my God. And then it's just Morbius drops in and they just start that's, fighting. He starts biting people, but then he makes yeah, specific people. To, to mention later on that he didn't kill anybody. Yeah, yeah. He didn't kill anybody. He says he's just, he just and, he and just this had is a the taste thing. From a little this bit of one guy, neck. it looks like he's torn apart. Uh, but yeah, and you get a little bit of, you know, Morbius there where he gets shot with like this flamethrower, you know, fire gun, which he then lets his hand catch on fire and then hits a guy with it. He, and you're getting some of the regenerative factor a little, but not much. And And so through this, he ends up where Morbius at the end of this, it doesn't even seem like he's there for the melder. It's just that they are terrorizing the neighborhood. Yeah, it's and so like, um, 
they're they happen to be in the same neighborhood Morbius kind of keeps an eye over, and they, and yeah. they were terrorizing it's it. Like so Yancey he's Street, you know, yeah, the thing you mess with Yancey Street, Street. You, you're gonna have to deal with them. But Vampire yeah, it ends Alley. up where. Yeah, it ends up with them just like, all right, well, get out of here. You better not be on my street. Your greed and lust for power led you to abandon virtue. Don't forget this. And he runs off. And then you do end up then with Morbius there, and he kind of blacks out. He does grab a vial. He's like, I'll gladly take these things off your hands yeah. for use with worthier pursuits. So he does to, like, get those. Lab he has. But, he's, yeah, he's and I something. don't understand, though, was he there because he knew that stuff was there? But it seems like that isn't the fact. It yeah, seems it like seems he like is going there and that's thing to me yeah, too. that oh my, that's that's nice enough. So he does get it and go back. He starts mixing up his stuff in the lab. I want to know where that gold medallion is. Maybe he needed it to get this lab stuff. I mean, yeah, he, he maybe that, you know, microscope was but worth a million a vampire, dollars. You start selling gold medallions to get any sort of cash you can. You, oh, yeah. you, don't, you don't get a job from here on no, out. No, you're you know? not going to have many jobs. <laughs> you know, and and when you go, you can't even deposit blood because when you go to the blood bank you're going to make a withdrawal. So you're there and he ends up mixing some stuff up and he sees this chemical, whatever he has, that it looks like it is like a thing that will counteract his vampire DNA. Yeah. So like he ends up giving him red again, blood cells back or yeah, something. Well, again, he, yeah, it just, it, it looks like it'd be like antibodies that's going to fight and give him, you know, pure cells. And uh, when, when he does this, he ends up again, he's going to experiment on himself because a vampire never learns and he puts it in and it seems to work. Now it seems to work in a way that at least he Not doesn't the way. have the hunger His because he's still, still a monstrosity. Well, he looks like Michael Jackson. That's <laughs> what does. he looks That's like now. He say. looks like Michael Jackson dressed up as Dr. Strange for some yep, new video. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, earlier his hand caught on fire. Now his hair will. Uh, but you, you end up there where he seems to be like, oh my God, it's working. You did have a little background there where he did end up with his best friend, Emil, partner, who was yeah. the one person who believed in him. He was trying to find a way to to cure his, you know, cancer and it didn't work. So, and then he kept going with this, this deal and ended up making himself a vampire, all this stuff. So wh- while this is going on, you have the melder, he's freaking out. He's screaming and yelling, what happened? You know, he, I love to, when you go back, he, he's getting like applied stitches. there, like, Oh my, you're, you're not going to need stitches after all boss. <laughs> it's Just like, get away from me. It's <laughs> funny too, because it made me think as if while you're there, he, he's really liking the attention, but once the camera turns on and we see him, he's like, whoa, 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 people yeah, are watching now, buddy. Yeah. He ends up like slapping the guy. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, he wants to know what was going on. He's like, what the H happened here? He's like, oh, it was the vampires, boss. I know it was a vampire. He's all mad. He's like, why didn't you stop him? I'm like, because he's a vampire, boss. That, that's all I would for say. Nothing. The security guy who he's talking to looks like he has a chunk bitten out of his face and also is just covered in blood. And he's like, listen, boss, I tried. Look at me. I'm just a simple man. I I I can't fight vampires. And you couldn't either. You ended up having contraptions and guns. And I tried to punch the guy. He bit my forehead and I might become a vampire. He looks like a He-Man villain, this Melder dude. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And and it's funny, again, (laughs) the, the suit that he has on just does not mix with what no. he's doing again i'll no. have to look up i didn't even look up uh, he because needs a lab coat. The, he's inconsequential really to the whole story he's just there so uh what ends up happening though is as they're talking almost like almost like a classic 
uh, movie, almost like a Jaws. It, it really reminded me. When you had Jaws, you have all these guys arguing about what they're going to do to get the shark, whatever. And then from the back, all of a sudden, Quint just starts scratching the, the chalkboard, and they all stopped to look at him, didn't even recognize that he had come in. Well, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody else starts getting involved in the conversation. Who yeah. asked you? Wait, who are you? And you are the one who said who you think it is. Yeah, uh, Elsa Bloodstone, I think. 100%. Yeah, you, it looks and like Elsa Bloodstone. She's got the crossbow. That, that definitely yeah, convinces she's got all me this at stuff. this point. And yeah. uh, at, at certain things that I looked up, they're like, oh, it's the unknown lady. But it does look like <laughs> Elsa. A, a little different hairstyle. But hey, she's she's going with the times. Yeah, uh, while she's there. there and, all the time. Yeah, she's there and like, hey, it's time geez. for me. Who ordered the steak? Is what I think she's saying <laughs> right there. She's getting ready for. Yeah. I have a stake in this adventure. Everything's just steak. I, like, looks like it's going to be. I don't know. I was going to make up something else. Who ordered the garlic pizza? But you end up where you have uh, the deal, and I'm allergic to garlic, so that that upsets me Doesn't because I am like a vampire. Though, right? Well, not often. I, I end up eating it, it. Really, I pay for it almost. As much as Morbius pays for doing what he does because he ended up now as he gave himself that deal and it seemed like he got rid of the hunger a little and that was why he was all excited kind of looked he he went from looking like an undead guy to michael jackson who's an undead guy guy that needed a tan yeah yeah and so now he's like there and all of a sudden something's going wrong there's a setback as always uh, uh, is he, should Looks he be like surprised? Symbiotes coming out of his eyes. Yeah, I don't think he should be surprised that no, the whole idea that not. there's, this you know, he's like, no, he's like, no, like turning again. into man bat now. Yeah, he's like, oh no, it's it's happening again. But yeah, he ends up going and he's like, what's happening? The hunger, I feel it. Stop it, no more. It will all be worth it, he says at the end. So, and he looks out like pretty much like all vampire now hey, he, he's like not Man just Dad a little bit he's not the, the living vampire he's just a vampire and he's like nah, and he's all pissed off and yelling so yeah it looks like like this has uh gotten all the humanity out of him when indeed he thought it was going to give him the humanity but the thing is now are we going to find out because as we go we have the melder uh i'd like to know what that stuff is he was working on he was about to give it to a guy as an experiment and we never got that far so when he goes oh what that one oh yeah i was trying to turn him into a vampire (laughs) oh no why did i now morbius is Uh, a double vampire he's got two yeah he's double vampire it's it's vampire war three or something going on yeah he's got all now he's got four fangs and he's ready to rock but yeah, it looks like he's going to be full out vampire now. We'll see how that affects him, you know, overall and how this is now. The one thing that I saw is stressed, at least in the Wikipedia that I looked up with Morbius, that the stressing is the idea that he does always want to go with, uh, say, a scientific method like he did here a scientific thing maybe it's about time to go to magic maybe yeah. maybe he should go visit some else. of these you know go to dr or whatever nobel prize yeah. right yeah it's, nobel it's prize. gone all downhill for him ever since that moment, yeah i so. really yeah really because he's got too much confidence <laughs> like you said he got the medal he's going and it'd be funny if he won the nobel prize for like literature somehow he thinks that that led leads him into being a scientist but it yes. wasn't it was for he's, blood he's work. just mixing things uh, 
I wonder what happens. Say I am a guy who I, I am a blood scientist. You know, I know there is a name for a hematologist. It might be. So I'm a hematologist. We'll go with. Uh, and uh, or I would like to call myself a hemo goblin. Uh, but if I end up doing research on blood stuff. Right. And then I win the Nobel Prize. I got my medallion there. I'm, I'm so happy. Then I end up. By experimentation gone wrong, turning myself into a vampire, is there any way they can take that Nobel Peace Prize from me? Because I don't deserve it anymore. I have pretty much screwed so like, up like a 100% what I'm supposed to like be. Like a college basketball yeah. championship when they find out you've cheated? You paid your yeah. players, they take it down. Yeah, like then. Then you get it taken because Never they, or I or you end up, you know, playing in the championship and you think you have a timeout left and you call a timeout and you don't have one, you Ouch. lose the game. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, Chris Weber. Uh but no, it, it it would be like the idea of me winning an award for maybe, you know, building this great skyscraper and then three days later I'm doing some experiment and I blow it up. I, I don't think that they are going <laughs> to want me to have the award for best skyscraper anymore. Yeah, I blew no. it up. He ends up – blood work is what caused him the problem then again. So I think they should yank that and, and demand their money back, and that's a lot of money they get. Um, but at the end of all this, like I said, I like the art. Uh, I do but, too a lot. Yeah, I, I do like the art. But other than that, I don't get anything from this that would make me want to continue. And, and in fact, I can almost in my mind pretend that by the end of this, uh, you end up having Morbius fall down and go, oh, Morbius, you've done it again. And that's the edit. It was a one shot for me. I, well, I just I'm realized I, that this could be a one shot for me, too. Oh, Morbius now looks like that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, at the end, that's what I'm know? saying. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Morbius is more of a vampire. Smell you later there, Morbius. Uh, so, yeah, because of that, I'm, I'm giving it a five, just a regular five. It did nothing for me at all. Uh, I wasn't even, you know, sometimes these things, oh, I'm confused but intrigued. I'm just here like, oh, well, it's Morbius, and now he's more of a vampire because he took a vital. I mean, the guy should be kind of smart. He, he looks at a mixed thing in a vial and goes, oh, man, I can use you. Let's try it. I'm like, Really? That really is like almost like walking down the street and, and just seeing a sandwich just laying there, <laughs> like crushing, like huh, pizza, yeah. that looks good. <laughs> start eating it, or, or, or worse yet, milk just spilled on the thing, and you get a straw. <laughs> you're, you're getting it off. Oh, that looks like I could use that. Even would like say gum. Milk was a bad choice. Yeah, you know? really. Yeah, you sit there and you're at a restaurant. And you feel gum underneath, like you got dessert. I'm going to yep. pull this gum and start eating it because, boy, go. it might help it's like me. Elf. Yeah, disgusting. What What would you do? What would you give it? It's, I, I don't. It's inoffensive to me, and I really do. I do love the art. I'm going to give it a six. I, I don't know if, oh my if God. you like Morbius. It might yeah. be an all right start oh, yeah. to something like Morbius, that might maybe be interesting. Be I think if you like Morbius, you're just ha- I happy kinda that you finally got a book. I kind of liked his cameo and the type of character we got out of Mor- Morbius from that Avengers cameo. Yeah, he when he and looked and like he was going to be Agents of Wakanda at one this point. This is, so. is like a super serious take and, and a blood. You know, I, I it's don't, more I don't it's know. trying to go that horror vibe. Yeah. It came out it, a week too right. late. I, I don't hate it. It's not for me, though. I, Morbius doesn't really grab my attention as a character. And Marvel yeah. doing all these weird number ones, like just minis and stuff lately. They're not bad if it's for a character you like. But other than that, you can pretty much ignore them if you if yeah. you don't enjoy Yeah, I think character. I'll be ignoring this from now on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm five out you. of ten. It's nothing yeah. I, I care to continue, really. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on now to the mail. 
Do you have the time to drive me in Brandon Line? And with Science Marvel Comics at gmail.com We will read them all at the wrong turn, says Mel Cow. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's something to say. Yo, it's mail call. Ah, uh, yes. Mail call it is. A little remix there. And yes. we have two mails tonight. We're going to do them both in this one section. And we're going to start off with Dino. And Dino says, hi, Jim and Brandon. Hello. Hi, Yo. Brandon. You jumped. This is it. The week we finally get X-23 back, baby. The excitement, the anticipation. That is Yay. the X excitement the anticipation the lack of laura in her new series i know that's what i keep thinking of is the 10 excitement that we have going on i understand the book has three main characters but it felt more like a psylocke book than a team book and i definitely agree with that 100 percent uh the little bit we get of laura didn't really give any resolution where gabby is a reunion with logan so if you're keeping score at home, Logan has now died twice since Laura saw him last. I'm hoping the series gives us more X-23 in the future. Um, I'm a little worried about that. And I did read this. And I've read most of the X books. We'll kind of get into this I as we not. go on with this mail. <laughs> um, the weird one that I haven't read yet is X-Men 2. Uh, that was a big one, though. Uh, and I couldn't get through Excalibur. And, and I believe... That what happened is Excalibur came along and pretty much ripped out. If I had the You've Stolen My Dreams, I wouldn't even put that because they were never my dreams in the first place. I was struggling anyway. And then I got into that and I just, I'm like, really? I don't like these books. And it put you in the Cobra Clutch and you tapped out. Well, it did. I did. I did have to tap out. And then what happened is I tapped out. They ended it. And then I got a chair and hit them over the head with a it. Stunner. That's what yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. I ended up giving them a stone cold stunner. And then they were out is what that was. But no, I ended up with the idea like me. And then, and we're going to be asked, I think twice here of why, yeah. if we're, if and when and why with the X books and me and double A Ron. We had all these plans. We had the plans, uh, well laid plans of mice and men and me and Aaron. And we started reading the books, and we're like, okay, we don't like that one. Okay, we don't like that one. Okay, ooh, Excalibur, yeah, we're done. And so we're kind of in a weird place, and the thing that's killing us is they all go together in the dawn of X, and if you don't like one or two or three, you're kind of screwed. And that's kind of where we are now, but we will end up. You know, seeing I'm how this I'm waiting for goes. Wolverine. That's the X-Books we're going to cover, right? Yeah, and Wolverine has a new logo. You like that? He's got a new logo. Uh, and he says, was, was, um, it, it was that just real? has I an saw, X in it. Yeah, yeah, that's real. I I'm curious like what Jim, he says, I'm curious what Jim as a fellow Laura fan thought of the portrayal of her in this. Thoughts, comments? No gloating by Brandon for not reading it. LOL. And I did read this for Laura. <laughs> we'll see, no. I think it's 100% or 99.9% a Psylocke book. Uh, I like, and, and this is the funny thing is y- y- Dino's asking, 
But forgetting that me and you, Brandon, are two of, you know, a few of the young cable fans. Yeah. And that's what we get. So is this I young end up cable two, still or is oh, it's it young old cable. cable yeah, no, it's okay. young cable. So you end up getting two out of the three characters that I really like, and they're not and, and young cable gets pushed aside. In fact, at the beginning, Laura says, Hey, I'll help you, Psylocke, if he's not involved, but then they have to get him involved later, but not yet. And it seems like too much of a slow burn for me. I I'm worried because if you are reading uh DC stuff. Brian Hill does the Batman and the Outsiders, and I had a big problem with that until this past week, where you had six issues in an annual where things didn't move very fast because everybody on the team had an issue that they kept yelling about over and over. This team, they seem to have one issue. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they they end up having like there's Laura, who doesn't and trust somebody like, else. It's more of Laura. It's more of the idea of what their past involves, and in a funny way, what Cable's future is. So you end up having a young Cable, but I mean, he's looked at as Cable, and oh man, Cable, you're a good guy. I like you. I hate you, but this is a new. It's, it's him, not the old Cable. You have Laura, who sits there right away. I want to get out of the shadow of Logan. Here we go. And Psylocke has the issue, you know, with Braddock and, you know, the whole deal of how she changed the body, all this stuff going on uh, that if you're not aware of those things, too, I think you'd be completely lost. And Psylocke is the one I wasn't as aware, had to kind of research a little to see what was going on. Um, But with that, it's okay. I like Magneto in it, though he's just sitting there. I like Sinister in it, though he's not really a part of the team. They just kind of help them a little. But this idea of this drug and this whole thing going on, this, you know, idea of the humans now with the hum- the mutants away, they can play. Ah, like, I don't know. I'm worried about it. I, I really am. Though The one thing that I do like is the idea that even if you're on Krakoa, that might mean a paradise to everybody. But certain characters need to fight. Certain characters are only happy when they are in battle and that's kind of what this is. It's one of those like, hey, you know, Laura's not just going to sit around and knit. She's she's X-23. She's got to slice people up. Yeah. So she goes, but I wish that Gabby was involved. I wish that she would have at least gotten a hold of Gabby or mentioned Gabby or something like that. And uh, at least, though, it's not like she goes off and like, oh, right, I got to get out of here. I got to go to those clone factories that I always go to. <laughs> oh, you, you, but you get the Logan thing and I. I, I thought that it was kind of a generic play on her. That was that was my biggest uh, problem. Uh, but he says he's hoping for an X-23, uh, more of X-23 and a Gabby appearance in number two. That'd be great, but I, I doubt it. I, I don't know how they're going to play that out. Now, the next mouse, Johnny Fresno. He's going to talk a little X-Books as well. Oh, uh, he says, weird sciencers. Thanks for giving Magnificent Miss Marvel love on the main Marvel podcast because I talked about that. I read this comic to Baby Fresno every month and we're having a good time with it. I had to cover Baby Fresno's eyes during the kissing scene. There Whoa. was smooching. I ended up covering my eyes. I, yeah, I was <laughs> uh, Kamala and Bruno taking things to the next level. And I said while I was reading it and doing the review, it's funny because you end up with Kamala kissing Bruno and Bruno at first looks shocked. 
And then he doesn't look pleased. And then Kamala kind of gets embarrassed and maybe a little upset and goes away. I don't know how it's going to play out. Was his his response like Eric Shea? Gross? Did he say No, he didn't say gross. (laughs) He was just kind of, you know, "Mm." yeah, Eric just says gross. That's the worst. But yeah, we'll see. Baby Fresno and I love the classic villains. We're looking forward to the big Mr. Hyde showdown. Mr. Hyde shows up. It's kind of funny. Uh, It's it's funny, too, because I, I was telling Eric about it at work. And he loves Mr. Hyde. He likes the weirdest things. I know. And he so he's like, oh man, I love Mr. Hyde. And, and his big thing was when he was a Marvel fan it, yeah, growing up and he'd see Mr. Hyde, he always thought that that was a character that should have been a DC character. He always thought that for some reason. Uh, but he says, I liked your take on Black Hat Annual, number one on the Patreon spotlight. Another one I did by myself. Yeah. Well, you were there, I but I couldn't get a hold of you, and then I just ended up doing it. My view of the series is similar to yours. Jim's at least. Not yours. Are you caught up in Black Cat? Yeah, I've read Black Cat. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, yeah, you had to, because you were actually reading yeah, we, it while, covered, like, while two, I was recording I it. two of them. Well, we, we, uh, reco- the we did the first then, two, and we didn't yeah. like the second one, and we kind of drifted off of it. Now we're, uh, we're up to up to date. I like it a lot. I actually have a yeah, lot of fun Yeah, I don't hate it. it. I like that uh, the author. He, he's done some things I've liked in the past, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do, too. And he says, uh, Felicia makes him laugh, he says, and I enjoyed learning more about her crew, Dr. Corpse and Bruno. Bruno's my man. I, I like him. I like the big brute. The la- and uh, Dr. Corpse, he scares me. He, he actually looks like uh, he looks like uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Black Snake uh, Moan. He looks like that, like that angry, yeah, angry, angry about. Samuel L. Jackson. That's who he reminds me of, and it scares me like he's going to kill me. The latest Marvel solicitation has Black Cat number eight. Uh, Comicron has Black Cat monthly sales figures around 43000 This is comparable to Captain America and Thor. I like Black Cat better than those other mags, and it is. It's selling well. I do wonder how many uh, variant covers there are. because, Does and I even the, said. Uh... What what's his name? Art Germ covers. Art Germ. I don't know. It I don't might. know that Art Germ does it, it over might. here. Yeah, uh, no, but he this is both. the thing. Okay, this is the thing. I said to Eric uh the other day, because we were just talking about and you know, kind of a funny thing talking about Black Cat, but we were talking about Catwoman at DC. And I said, there are going to be certain characters, usually, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't hate to say this, but I kinda hate to say it. It's gonna be sexy ladies. Who, who guys will sit and drool over <laughs> and they will get variant covers that will sell very well. Out the wazoo, and yeah. so is there the idea that there are certain characters that you should always have a book for, not because it's a good story or for people the love the character, factor? that you'll just sell variants. I think that there's a thing to that. Xenoscope you end up having comics. Yeah, but even though, tube? but that, those aren't the big characters though, that people are like, well, you know, that is Robin Hood with the R O B Y N. But, I, but if you have Catwoman <laughs> and black cat, I think that you probably could have blank Silver pages Sable. in them and yeah. end up having variant covers that would probably sell better than, you know, say moon girl and devil dinosaur, which I love. That was just a Panther. shame. Yeah. Like those, it's so crazy. Uh, but I do think that that's the case. But Dawn of X docs or Dawn Dot 10. 10, do 10 <laughs> is what it is. And then that's like do 10 push-ups. And I say I can only do two right now. I'm I'm hurting. I, I got to get in better shape uh, is upon us. I'm going if it's do 10 and that means bowls of cereal or soft pretzels, I'm in. Dawn yeah, of, of X is upon us. I'm going to give all six books a read for the first few issues so far. Here are the mags in the order I like them. And I'm looking at this, and I 
and very, very similar except one. One is a little off to me, but again, it's going to all deal with how much you know about X-Men's, you know, past and things. Uh, Number one, Fallen Angels. There you go. So I did read that. I enjoyed it, though. If I was going to give it a review on the podcast, if we were going to do this, I would mention that I'm not a Simon Kodransky fan art, but it's okay art. I do like some of the concepts, like I said before. Um, But at the end, I think it was a little bit of a slow burn. I got a little bit bored. Uh, You jump back and forth from Krakoa and then going off to do something coming back. And I I would have rather of them just go after the main thing and go. Uh, But by the end, I didn't get enough of the characters to be satisfied. I would have given it a six out of 10 would have been my score for Fallen Angels. But that is one of the better ones for me. So that shows how much, you know, I'm not really enjoying some of the things. Number two, he has New Mutants, which I didn't like at all. Number three, Marauders, which is actually at this moment probably my number one. He has number four, X-Men. Uh, the first one was okay. I haven't read the second one. Number five, Excalibur. And then number six, X-Force. I like X-Force better than Excalibur. And this is six issues here. So you have to rank them one to six. Uh, I would put Excalibur at number 17. <laughs> it is what I would put it at. That, that's about what I do. There you go. Uh, because I did not like that at all. And it took me days to get through a single issue of a comic. And I had to force myself by good. the end. And I still didn't finish. I, I'm I'm almost, I'm probably three quarters of the way. And I just gave up. I just don't like it. I didn't like, it was boring. It was so boring. And, and if you're going to have this Dawn of X and you're going to have all these things going on, I just need, you know, I need some excitement. It's it just I, doesn't sound the, like, as somebody that was skeptical going in and not an X-Men fan, yeah. it doesn't sound like it's given me any reason to like, no. you know, peek in and see what's going on personally. And, and, and that's, that's just the thing. Right now is what's now. happening is why I don't want to talk about it on the podcast because now I'm, you know, moaning and groaning Hooping about it. it. And now yeah. the people who like it are like, oh, look at this guy. This jerk off. Johnny, come lately. Uh, that's what I'm trying to avoid. And I never can avoid yeah. anything. I always have to dig my own ditch. I'm like Grave Digger. And I don't mean hilarious or, you know, somebody who's been cut in half. Right. I know. That's not what I mean. I, I mean the fact that I'm my Grave Digger. I'm digging yeah. my own grave. I'm knocked out by Fallen Angels. I hope this mag can keep up the quality. What are your favorite Doc's mags? And like I said, I think I'm Marauders, Fallen Angels. <sighs> X-Men, New Mutants, X-Force, Excalibur. I think that that would be my ranking, but I'm telling you, I'm in and out of some of these very quickly without much thought. I'm just kind of going through. I'm waiting for a spark to happen so that I can get a hold of of Double A-Run and say, hey, did you read this? Because what ends up happening, I'm like, did you read this? And he's like, no. And I said, no, neither have I. And then we wait, <laughs> and then we finally catch up. And then in the Slack, I see Double A runs like, why did I read this? I don't like that. And we're not liking them right now. So I just don't want to end up wasting our time and everybody else's by getting on and just, you know, complaining about something that everybody seems to yeah. love. And then they get mad. Know. Uh, you know, it. it's like King Thor. I don't need Steve yelling at me anymore. <laughs> he yelled at me already enough. Yeah. Thanks for making great pile. Comes he says, up this uh, week. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to talk about more Docs mags in future podcasts? And we're going to once we kind of like them. I, I, I end up thinking that we have to wait until what I would guess this Dawn of X kind of ends and they kind of separate a little. We need some space because if we're going to talk about X-Men and Marauders, then we have to talk about Excalibur and X-Force. 
And I, I don't want to talk about all of them because I don't like all of that. them. And I don't even if we did, I, I just I don't want to talk. We, we made the promise that we were going to enjoy the books or the number ones. We talked about Morbius earlier. Oh, yeah, Didn't necessarily like it, but that's a number one. And now you'll say that, and I just dug my own grave again because we didn't talk all the X number ones. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I didn't like. Oh uh, yeah. yes, thank you. Well, we'll we went through all the, uh, you know. Well, we did. We probably will, and maybe me and you will do that because you oh, know yeah. there I'm, you go. I'm up for Wolverine. But me Definitely. and Aaron, once when Aaron and Aaron will be listening, I need Aaron to give me this this freaking. He needs to pump me up. He needs to end up sending me this message at saying like. Oh man, did you read Excalibur 2? It's awesome. And then I'm like, game on, let's go. We're recording. And then I'll be like, oh, who did he read? When I read <laughs> it, I'm like, this stinks. Uh, but no, that's what we need. We need one of us. I think Aaron's like, I've been waiting for him to say that, but neither of us are saying it now. So he's going to ask when we're going to do this. Uh, sometime we, we will eventually get to them. Uh, if not all of them, some that we like, maybe let them kind of sink in so we can grab the ones that we like and then get that going. And again, I'd hate to have people listen to something and just get angry or think that, you know, Oh, they don't even know anything. That's why they don't like it. And there's other podcasts that will be talking about these books that know way more. There's a lot of podcasts with X-Men in the title of the podcast. So they'll definitely know more. And I would just suggest really to go listen to them. I know that most podcasts will never push you to another podcast, I'll do it. If you're listening and you have an X-Men podcast and you want to get some free props, let me know because I'll listen to you so that I can end up, you know, figuring out stuff myself. And I listen to a couple. There's a couple bigger ones out there that I do listen to, but it just doesn't seem like there's that many Marvel comics and everybody wants to talk to movies and stuff like that. That's nonsense. But How do you keep talking the, the movies the when mouth. there hasn't been one out for a year? Almost. I know. Well, then they switch to the TV shows and things yeah, like boring. that. You know, eh, yeah. cartoons, action figures. I don't know what they talk about. Uh, I'm trying to find them. But uh, that is that. That is the mail. Oh, and also, if you want to mail us, I forgot to say, and be, you know, part of the reason why I end up sweating and getting upset, you can email <laughs> us at Weird Science. Uh, marvelcomics at gmail.com that'll be in the show notes as well i believe but we're going to go off now not to talk xbox we're going to be talking two books coming up and they're both penultimate issues it's guardians of the galaxy and invaders all right and with these two we're going to start with guardians of the galaxy number 11 written by donny cates Art by Corey Smith, inks by Victor Alazaba, colors by David Coriel, and letters by VC's Corey Pettit. The Universal Church of Truth has returned, led by the patriarch, Star-Lord's father. Powered by Life Force Engines, the Church has resurrected Drax the Destroyer and raised an army of Drax clones to achieve their final goal, killing death. With the rest of the Guardians under the Church's mind control, Moon Dragon Groot and a dying rocket raccoon sought help from an unlikely ally, the child reincarnation of Magus, or Magus. Uh, now the ragtag group, I always say Magus, and then it sounds like maggots, it's and then Malika. I get upset, and then I'm not sure. What would you say? Do you call it Magus? I say Magnus. Okay, but there's no N is what I'm yeah, saying. It's M-A-G-U-S. <laughs> so there. Well, so do I until I looked at it again. I'm like, I guess it's Magus. Yeah, uh, the ragtag group Magus. of Guardians says, Crash landed on the Universal Chucha Truce flagship just in time to save Star-Lord from the Destroyer Horde. But the battle isn't over yet. Uh, I just, that reminds me of Lost Boys with David. You're Michael. You're eating maggots. 
David's the one who gave him it. David is uh, a vampire, by the way. Do you, have you ever seen Lost Boys? I was wondering, uh, was sometimes I wonder time. why. Yeah, that was that's good. I'm glad that you that you stopped watching the rundown uh, at least one weekend <laughs> as a kid to watch that one. Uh, but yeah, so we're here, and uh, this is the penultimate issue of Donny Cates's run. And the problem with me is that it never ever felt like a pure Guardians of the Galaxy book. It, it never going. felt well, yeah, it never felt like it was doing anything but. Tying up a lot of Donny Kate's stories. And then at the end of this one, it says, you know, hey, we're coming to the ending next issue. And if you've been reading, you know, Thanos, it's down the line. And I never read the first Thanos part of it, but I still have read all the others since. And it's not that I don't understand what's going on. It's just that I never got invested in this as a Guardian's book. I never felt that this was a pure guardians of the galaxy it's just that there's familiar characters from god but it seems just like almost like a donny kate's verse let's tie all my things up especially the thanos stuff and get going because that's how this whole book started with a cast of a trillion you yep. know starting and even the whole deal going into this they the announced there's going to be a new guardian team yeah. and that was kind of well, like the first even arc. yeah yeah and when they announced it the big thing was they even had you know almost like you were unlocking characters in a video game you end up having a screen and they kept each day or you'd get another character in a shaded like oh there there's beta ray bill oh my this seems crazy and then you oh man moon dragon nobody cares oh they you know that so you're going down the line and it seemed really cool thinking, oh, my God, this team is wacky, but it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. People can join up and go. And if this person at this point, Rockets disappeared, maybe, you know, dead. You have Gamora, you know, the classic people. Gamora is off as a bad gal, a bad butt and things. So you were going to change up the team, but that never really came to be. Yeah, some of the no. characters kind of did stay, but it, it ended up being almost like, that contest at one point to go find who was Thanos and we're going to do this. And oh man, they stole his head. No, he came back wrong. And, and so it just seemed to be <laughs> Did caught he ever? up. Yeah, really. It seemed to be caught up in its own, kind of deal and it never did feel like a guardians of the galaxy book now we have this universal church of truth story where you have star lord there with his father but right before that and even a little here like it's it's feeling a little more like a guardians book and now it's going to be over and so and this issue is Let's get all the way back to the beginning and have all the characters that you knew and love at that beginning yeah. with the big contest. They're all going to be in back. On the fight. And, and, and the story itself kind of drags here to set up the pieces it goes for, like, for an the Avengers big finale. Endgame moment, but you don't care about the cast of characters together enough yeah, for it to really yeah. hit those buttons, you know, and yeah, your feel yeah, because buttons, so, so to you, speak. you do have Rocket and a Mecha. You know, he's a transformer and that's awesome. So you like that. <laughs> and just the idea that he shows up because they did go and get Rocket and then they went and got Magus. And when they show up, it's basically like, all right, I'm going to take down you death coat. Wait a minute. Why are these all Traxes? And they start fighting and it's cool. And, you know, they're and, and I would say I don't even like calling them Draxes because they are more the destroyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more the of a destroyer deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's there. These clones are just going to town 
on rockets. Uh, big mecha Mech. rocket looks yeah. terrible, even as he's in the cockpit. I mean, he's got sores. It looks like maggots coming out of his looks face. Like his hair's falling off in patches. Oh, it's disgusting. And so while this is going on, yeah, Magus, he's going around using his stuff. And then you have Moondragon, who, if you don't like Moondragon, uh, this may change your mind, even though it's very quick, but she is a bad butt because she just comes in and she just wants to make sure what are these things? Because there's tons of them. They're all the destroyer. And she has to figure out, you know, are these sentient beings that like almost like the idea are these clones or these separated entities that are all really the destroyer? She kind of stops, reads the mind. Nope, they're clones. All right, I'm okay. I don't have to worry about these. Throws the one, says good, and then just uses the dragon fire and just destroys every one of them. Yeah, that was my favorite scene in the book, I think. And it looks great, I think. But in this deal, and you don't like the art as much in this. Not as much as compared to something like Morbius, I liked I'm telling you, why I like this, I like the colors. There's one thing, and we talked about it the last time we talked about this book. I hate this character's design for Star-Lord. I just don't like the way he looks. And he seems to change a lot when you see his face. His face seems to change, and and that gets on my nerves. I like all the rest of the art. Just him, I think, is all. mask either, I feel like. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he he likes – he's a vain guy. He wants to be seen. Uh, So as this this is going on, I mean, pretty much it's a bad butt moment, but it also kind of just takes part, and then we're done with those – destroyers let's go get the next so you're just going from like scene to scene of just this happens and that happens all to clear out space for the finale next issue because i i guess you don't want because what happens is all the other characters that are controlled you know by the patriarch that have their quote faith going they end up pretty much there to fight and you're going to want them to fight not just an army of clone destroyers, because that's not as fun. So you got to clear them out. They're kind of like just stormtroopers that just get destroyed. That is a Star Wars reference, by the way, Brandon. Yep. And uh, so then you have the deal <laughs> where a mage just goes and confronts the patriarch. You know, Star-Lord's Den says, listen, you stinkers, I, I end up in the future. You ruin me. The stuff that you are doing now just makes me end up looking awful. Like people hate me then and I don't want to be hated. You're a jerk. And he ends up looks like he's ending up going to choke him. Darth Vader style. Another Star Wars reference. I know uh, that But he ends up getting blasted, and that's where when he gets blasted, it's because Gamora and all the rest of these controlled heroes have arrived, you know, to cause mayhem and disaster. And and while this was going on, they ended up grabbing and knocking out, it looks like, Groot and Star-Lord before they even got there because they have him, Beta Ray Bill has them draped across his shoulders. And so when you go, now it's a big fight between all these guys and Magus who almost gets, you know, taken out, but he's like no and then they're like you have to have faith and like okay here we go we're gonna continue that huh and so as this is going on basically it's just all of the guardians being taken out including the mecca of you know uh rocket rocket ends up the the mech kind of goes beta ray bill throws his hammer through it yeah and he has to be in and they spelled it out earlier where that you have Groot who's who's still ticked off at Peter. Like he he blames him for all this, but plus Peter kind of disappeared. He had all that stuff going on. And he's like, what's with rocket? And he's like, he's in this Mecca. He's going to die. So that's set up. And in Groot even says it to Peter, like, why do you care? Walks away. 
Uh, and then so when Beta Ray Bill throws that through there, it's like, oh, no, Rocket's going to die. And he does end up, you know, falling out of the Mecca. But in the meantime, Patriarch's gathering everybody up. You're going to end up, hey, we're we're going to get all the life energies. Fire up the life engines. Let's go because we're at Earth and this is what we're going to do. And that's where Star-Lord kind of gets up and he's like, Oh man, like what are you? What are you doing? This, this is Earth, you know. You can't do anything. No, no, no. We're we're gonna go and take all the life out of there. We don't have problems with this. We end up going to planets. We suck the life out. It, it fuels everything. This is how we work. Uh, you know, he's already explained this. <laughs> and then you see in the side that you do have Groot ending up having little baby Groots go off and go to try to save Rocket. But in the meantime, what they are doing then is also getting a gun. And handing it to him so that he can end up saving the day. But as this is going on, his alarms are basically saying that his life support is at a catastrophic level and it's going to fail. So it looks like he's going for one last deal. You know, dragging a gun that looks like the size of an automobile. Yeah, uh, this gun sure in this perspective looks humongous. Come saddle that gun there. So I'm telling you, it, it even <laughs> looks like it doesn't even look like a gun. It looks like he has just the biggest suitcase that, like a bed suitcase that you'd yeah. open it up and it's sleep like it have there. Wheels. He's dragging it yeah. through the airport. Really. <laughs> really, man, that's the craziest thing. And uh, I don't know if it was on this podcast or, or on the DC one that when I found out the fact that we actually legitimately put a man on the moon before people figured out the invention of putting wheels on on a suitcase, a suitcase. Uh, or luggage. That's the craziest thing. That seems like luggage with wheels seems like that should have been the second thing that they invented after luggage. And it took all the way, it took till after we were on the moon to do that. And that is nonsense. But they yeah, were busy is, inventing those little locks were, and keys. Yeah, they, they were they busy going to the everything. moon. Yeah, yeah, they, they were, were busy making the slinky and, and silly putty, I, I think. Uh, but yeah, they end up going, you have Groot, or Groot, I mean, uh, Rocket going off dragging the gun to hopefully save the day. And then at the end, it says, next issue, Thanos wins, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Death of the Inhumans, Silver Surfer Black, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all been leading to this. And it's, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy 12, Donnie Cates' finale. And I just wonder... Like there are things on that list that people like you're going to be like, oh, man, I know oh, I didn't read Silver Surfer Black or Death in the Humans. I guess I'm not going to get that one. But it is the last <laughs> one. It's just kind of silly. And and I just I don't I've know read why most of them. And do I don't this. I don't see it. The fact that you've had to read all of these. I to said really enjoy I think this. it's more the Thanos stuff. You yeah, can still I enjoy just, it. Yeah, I, I just, just still like the this Guardians of the Galaxy run to me is if it's supposed to conclude all that. Everything that led up to it was so much better than yeah. this has been. Even yeah. Silver Surfer yeah. Black, I've enjoyed a lot. How about Death this. of the Inhumans? Do you think, do you think I, that was... We liked as, that enough. I didn't we liked that. it at first. Remember, it ended up yeah. really wonky, but yeah, we'll it did see. by the end. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. What are you going to give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6, too. It's just... I don't know. It's not something I'm dying to continue reading. No. I'll read the finale, obviously, see how it concludes. Yeah, but then I'm done. this is, to me, Donnie Cates' weakest effort at Marvel so far. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I was thinking that it was going to be really fun. And, yeah. and it really wasn't. So we'll see. We'll see how it maybe goes. Maybe it's just but not gonna... good with team books, you know? Some maybe. People. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe the it's because, you know, he couldn't work in – uh, Grendel and Venom and the symbiotes <laughs> and, and all that in this one as well as he does the other books but we're going to move on to the last book of the podcast and that would be Invaders number 11 the penultimate, penultimate issue again. 
Yes. Of it, yes. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Carlos Magno and Butch Geis, colors by Alex Guillemieres, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. And well, Namor has since turned against his former comrades and launched several attacks on the surface world. He was driven by the psychic projection of Tommy Machen, his deceased friend from the war, until Namor rejected his extremist ways, prompting Machen to use the serpent crown to escape Namor's mind, uh, control, and take uh, control of Roman Peterson. I, I ended up flubbing that a Tongue little, tie. but yeah, there's a lot of crazy things going on. I'm, I'm reading this actually, and I was about to say to you, like, is this going to catch up anybody that, you know, if they haven't been reading? Because that's a lot of stuff yeah. going on right there. Cap and Bucky haven't transformed themselves into water breathers using Namor's chemical weapon, traveled to Atlantis to retrieve a potential cure, but their mission was thwarted when Roxxon stole the genus compound first. When Namor and Cap went after Roxxon, the ensuing fight left them stranded on an island, but not before they were both transformed into humans by the genus compound. So you end up where they're both human again. Obviously, Namor now being human kind of throws him off, but Cap doesn't have the problem. And and that there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be very forced here. The fact that they're going to go to an island, you can't have them be fish people, like I like to call them, not water breathers. They're fish people to me. Uh, And if that's the case, you you wouldn't be able to survive on an island. So they're going to have to have it that last second, then both turn back. Uh, So they do that. Namor's there. He is just, you know, a mopey, you know, mopey machin, but he's not machin anymore, but he's a mopey Michael there sitting on the shore well, telling Cap. credit for machin when it's convenient yeah, for him. I guess, I'm just basically. saying he, he's just moping now because he doesn't want to be human. He, he's just a Debbie Downer. He just is, is sad. And, and then the idea, it's funny too. It's almost like a thing with Aquaman at DC where I, I you end up where at the beginning of the new 52, Jeff Johns writing Aquaman thought, you know, hey, I'm going to I'm going to blow people's minds to show them that Aquaman eats fish. Well, you have, you know, there is Cap. He's out getting fish. And not once did I think, oh, Namor wouldn't eat fish. Eh, he just I'm like he he'd do whatever the hell he wants. He's Namor. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so you had to like reset that to go. Now, again, there's going to be a lot of coincidences here. And one's a big one. Yeah, but we actually do is... start the story um, with uh, when Cap was getting his memories back. He ended up going to look at Bucky's grave. He ended up seeing a flower that was an Atlantean flower that then kind of jogged his memory a little about Namor. He went to where Atlantis was so that Namor would come out and then confronted him, not confronted him, but said, hey, I think that me and you were on a team. They both got their memories back. And what this issue is, it's the penultimate issue. You're going to end up setting everything up for this final you know, big to do of the finale issue 12. Usually like in that guardians of the galaxy that we just did, what happens is a battle that ends up stopping to get to the bigger battle or at least the setup. for. And this is a little different. And I know that this isn't exactly the biggest forward moving issue ever. It isn't, but I like the idea that instead of having this whole thing, because this could have been just Machen, you know, screaming and yelling and threatening yeah, to bomb the Earth this. or something. He's not in it. And what they're doing is, and I think that what I like about this is, there's going to be a lot of coincidence. You can see that Chip Zdarsky is going to have to fudge some things to get to where he needs to get to. 
But all in all, it's focusing on the characters, especially Namor and Cap here. And I like that. I like the idea that this has been a book, not just about, you know, hey, look at this guy and that guy blew up that and he's fighting that and Cap hit that guy with his shield. It's been about Cap having faith in his friend. Namor and and all that and it all comes down yeah. or it's, back it's to that. It's come to bite here. him in the butt a couple times. It has, too. but I like so that you're faith. here where he is now trying to convince Namor to to do the right thing and not be a jerk. By the end, Namor just wants to be a jerk. Still, he doesn't care. He actually wants to just leave and say, "You take care of me." Someone else. I don't really problem, care anymore. Yeah. yeah, and so he even had the idea where. When Cap kept going back at the one time, he does go and talk to Namor and said, hey, Namor, I, I've been reading up on stuff that you've been doing, and uh, it's not good. Like, not what's cool, going buddy. on? He's like, well, you know, we fought Hitler. We fought, you know, these tyrants in World War II, and I came back, and they thanked me by, for bombing my home. They ended up bombing, you know, Atlantis with atomic bombs. So he's like, I'm done. I don't want to be used anymore. And this is before. So that kind of ties into now as well. And what ends up happening throughout this issue and the whole thing with Machen, because Cap wants to tell Namor, you're clear now. Everything's fine. It wasn't you. It was Machen. And as we know, and I think that this is good that Chip Zdarsky said it, it was Xavier giving Namor the the idea or the power to work through his problems with Machen. It wasn't like he made Machen in his head to be evil. This was everything evil of himself yeah. materializing into Machen. Yeah. Machen ended up being the devil on his shoulder because every time Namor would try to do something good and get duped by the surface world or anything, you'd have that Machen getting those ideas like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And why are we doing that? We hate the surface world. We hate this, hate that. Uh, to the point where where that became so much and so many repressed deals. And I think that's what it's working on is that it's like repressed anger and all the stuff because of Neymar actually not even being, everybody thinks he's a bad guy, but he could have been worse. And these things are kind of coming to the surface and then they ended up materializing. And then his bad self as Machen ended up being able to use that serpent, serpent crown and going off in the, you know, Peterson deal. So you have all that going down, but he does say to Cap, like, no, no, that was me. That That's Machen. You're saying this. You, you're being goofy. I mean, Machen isn't really in my mind. This was always me. That's just the personification that, you know, Xavier let me use so I can have therapy with us and get over Machen dying and all the things that happened. It just went wrong. And they throw shade at Xavier for doing this, too. Uh, you know, Cap pretty much says that Xavier is way wrong, too, and he should be, you know, held accountable for. But they end up, and this is my in my mind, the biggest problem of the issue, the biggest force thing is they're on an island. Yeah, you know, know, they're there, a deserted island. Shipwreck. You're going, yeah, shipwreck. They just end up here. By Roxxon. it just so <laughs> happens that Roxxon has a weird Test Secret facility piece. that yeah. has a ton of this genus compound. I mean, they couldn't have been luckier to no. be there. And so, Out what of you all end the up also in the world, Roxanne, yeah, could have yeah, this one, on. and, and yeah. the Roxanne came walking into my office there. And so, you end up, and it, it did remind me of Man versus uh, Wild where they ended up having him there and like, I am in the outdoors and there hasn't been anybody I've seen in three days. And the car goes by above him on the highway. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it didn't work. So basically, I mean, they should even say, what luck do we have? I mean, really? We end up at a deserted island where there is a military installation that ends up just being rocks on there. 
They don't lock the doors because why would they? It's a deserted island. I mean, where? how are they getting things in and out of it? It's so yeah, crazy. It ends up being a island of Dr. Moreau type deal because do when they, they go these in guys here for long periods of time do they come I, pick I, them up I, every day i, like, I don't know <laughs> do they drop off like things like batman dropped off those world war ii vets yeah, you, you end up here almanac. yeah really you end up here where they go in and the one thing that they need is there it's so crazy all these guys are just sitting around with tons of this compound around but they're also making monstrosities the yep. one looks like hammerhead man you, you end up with the worst mutants here and they're like oh man this is going to be great roxon is going to love us for this and again you're using roxon as the you know the the bad of bads which they are but you're yeah. using the idea They're that they'll do the, but that they'll that, that's the thing is you're playing with that to so when somebody's there like why would they be on this island and oh oh they're making monstrosities that's all it is <laughs> and it's so crazy so they go in and they're gonna sneak in see what's going down now again it's a deserted island right we agree on that what they said it's not yeah. really but it's supposed to be right they go and the door is not locked, right? Because they this say is the Gilligan's well, Island sort of deserted. It is the Gilligan's Island. island. So yeah. they they sit there and say, "Okay, well, it, it's a deserted island, so the door's left open." Okay, then that's fine. Uh, why then do they have a giant war mecca in there? And it seems that every one of these scientists well, the, are better the fighters than be I've ever running. seen. Yeah, the power yeah. has to be also running. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, giant this is boiling in pots. There, there's something yeah. running to power this. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And just the idea, though, <laughs> that if you're going to have a giant mecca attack thing that you get into and fight. I believe maybe you should go that step and lock the front door uh, because if you add this, you're expecting something and don't let them just, it, it, it's just here to just get to that last yeah. issue. At this point, I still like this issue for all the, the character work, but this one point, once you get, and just this little bit at the rocks on deal, I'm like, really? And then you they end get their up powers where, back so quick. Yeah. Well, you end up with the idea that you need something to go on here. And it is the classic like slapstick movie thing where Namor attacks. He doesn't he's there and they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, Cap's like, we're going to, we're going to go in here. Listen, I, these guys are probably drinking a lot of Mountain Dew. I see some green liquid there. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 that's the genus compound. Oh, crap. I was hoping it was Mountain Dew because they're all going to need to go take one. a break. They're going to have to pee. They're going to all pee. And look, they're all looking at they're, they're when they go pee, because you know what it is when you have a bunch of guys in one place at one time for a while, they, they go on the same pee schedule. And, no, 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 Cap. That's ladies. That's not pee. <laughs> pee happens when your bladder's full. Has nothing to do the with other people around. Brain, He's Cap. like, yeah, but, but here's the thing, though. They're all drinking a lot of Mountain Dew at the same time. So, okay, I can go with that. That kind of works. So I, I th- <laughs> wait a minute. I think that one guy, he smells a little. I think, I think he might have pooped his pants. They're going to go out. He didn't poop his pants, Cap. Those are the monstrosities. Look at them. They're, they're off. You're right. Yeah, Cap just doesn't know what's going on. But what yeah, happens is it's, a big, it's the slapstick deal of as Namor just goes, 
screw this. And he just goes, you jerks. And it, it is very similar to what he ended up doing with Red Skull earlier. This is something that is his MO. If you, if a- anybody's messing around with stuff like this, he gets mad. Now later, Cap throws it in his face that he did that to that town that's now underwater. But the slapstick is Namor going and punching people and all the compound flying up in the air as Cap has to run and jump and catch Save it. Some, and and yeah. it's just so quick though. And the problem is that's funny or cool when there's only one. There is a bunch. And in fact, he then throws it anyway to get Namor's powers back because Namor is now. And and again, you want to hear something that I thought was great? It was when Cap explains to Namor, here's my shield. We're going to go in here. I think we might be fighting some people. There's going to be bad stuff going on. You're Namor. You are not used to not being impervious to things. You will jump in and you will die because you're yep. used to you. You just play. It's it's the it be anything. I mean, this is true. This is really a smart play. It, it would be like me and you right now decide to go play one of your basketball games, the faculty basketball games. You know for a fact <laughs> you are going yeah, my, to my tear your knee out again at some point, because yeah. when you go to play, you still think you're 16. You are not. You're (laughs) older and you blew out your knee two years in a row doing that like a crazy man. If I went to play hockey right now, not having played for so long, I would go at it as I did when I last played, you know, or even before them thinking I can do things that I can't. And I would hurt myself. And I love that play here where he says, I don't think you're, uh, you know, a wuss. I don't think that you're somebody who's not going to jump in. That's what I'm afraid of, though, because you're used to fighting a way that you kind of have reckless abandon because, you know, you can't be shot and things like that. And uh, yeah, so he ends up like, okay, takes the shield. He ends up throwing it to Cap at the one point because Cap ends up throwing one of the things as Namor is getting attacked by the Mecha. And it gives him his powers back. And he's like, oh, you guys thinking this guy in the Mecca is like, you think you're so great. You don't want to share your powers. He's like, powers? I don't have powers. I am the power. He is He-Man right now. He then goes and attacks. Yeah. And he goes and attacks. And it's good. But again, you need a weird way to end this where you have – when this starts, Cap is a a fishman last issue. Then you have to get Cap human. And then you end up having that get Namor – back to being Atlantean and you accomplish that by the end here. So you end up in a very forced way, but you do it. And then you end up with Namor Plus saying, Cap okay, has a sweet beard. Yeah. Yeah. I know it does look cool. I, I like at the end though, <laughs> I, that lion that looks like half man, half it's, it's a monstrosity. Yeah, they but, better kill uh, that you thing. end up then where you have uh, the Namor goes, Hey scientists, you, you want to get out of here? Like, uh, I'll give you five seconds. I'll give you a five second run because now we are going to hunt the most dangerous game ever. Rocks on men because he opens up the door and then opens up these monstrosities and they go and slaughter them. Now, them. Yeah. In my mind, uh, I, I kind of like this, uh, because they do deserve it, but that also shows that these half men, half monstrosity things, they are thinking because when they get out, they don't go after Cap and Namor. They are yeah, going after they the guys after the who people did that it. Made them. Yeah. I really hope 
that after this scene ends, Cap goes and finds them and kills them because they should <laughs> not be better. left in Don't that let them, monstrosity. There's a shark man there. He can let get off them this out island. of their misery. Please, <laughs> please go and find them and slice their throats. They will yeah. thank you We're as the blood pulls in about out. A year and a half from now, the shark it's man. It's going to be these shore. guys. I'm telling you, it's going to be, it'll be the weird one where by then it'll be a half shark man, half lion man, because now they are mating and now they're even worse. (laughs) They're like, it's like the grandkids by then. Kill me. That's all I'd be there. I'd be the fish man. Kill me. I'd I'd hate it. Um, Again, he he could wear his hat like a shark's fin, just like Al Cool J. That's my third time of referencing that this week on um, various podcasts. (laughs) Uh, so you end up there, though, that they go. And then this is where Cap calls Namor on this and says, listen, y- you can't do this. What you're doing with Atlanteans with this, like you ended up letting these guys die. But what what you did with that town, if it wasn't you, if you're saying it wasn't just Machen as its own thing, uh, you're doing what you did. And he even says you're Red Skull now. And you ended up turning a town, uh, you know, to fish people. And, you know, they didn't. Some of them may like it. You know, but some of them may not. We saw, though, that if you show up at Atlantis and, yeah, and they're, they're like, hey, you, you get a job, they'll take you in. I, I'm telling you right now, I hashtag, I want to be Atlantean. I want to be accepted into that deal. I'll swim around. I'm not a strong swimmer, but no, if I could, I'm telling you, if I breathe underwater. I'm getting la- weighted boots. I'm walking. I'm walking here. I'm not going to try to swim. I don't need swimming just because I can breathe underwater. I'm just going to walk like Frankenstein with with these big boots. It's going to take me a while to get anywhere, but I'm going to just enjoy the scenery is what I will do. And yeah, you underwater. What do you have to, what do you have to worry about? Right. Yeah. So they end up where it does. And where again, you go back. Yeah, really. I mean, and it's funny as I'm thinking that I'm going to be able to just eat anything, but I I guess I still have to try to find and and hunt down my deal. So maybe it's not a great thing. I I don't think I'd be able to catch many fish. Um, But you have this there where you end up, hey, do you remember our promise? You know, we're going to go. I'm going to we're going to go off and stop Machen. And you end up having Namor like, no, 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 I'm not going. That's your problem now. Hashtag Machen problems. I'm out. I'm just going, I don't want to be duped anymore. I, I, I keep saying this. It is my thing, I mean uh, but I always thing. come back. Yeah, it, it is always the, the deal. And But this time I mean it. Like you said, I mean it this time. I'm not going to come back. But, you know, he is because by the end he's saying this and, and Cap says, remember our promise. Calling and it was in a less promise. Of a, it was less of a promise, it seemed to me, and more of – a predator handshake yeah, it was is like what an, it ended un, up a being. A man understanding. It, I'm telling you, it looked like a, a, from Predator when they ended up doing the thing, uh, you know, there. And and so he ends up, hey, once an invader, always an invader. They end up doing the predator handshake. And then you end up having, you know, the Jim Hammond, Bucky, Toro. They, they all show up. But the thing is, they should be showing up to kill Namor. I hope that we get at least a panel where they show up like, all right, we're going to kill you, Namor. And Cap's like, no, no, no. He remembered the promise. And they go because he even says in this, Jim Hammond, he left to slaughter you know, Namor. That was what he was going to do. So I yep. hope you get at least them showing up at first because then you see the next cover 
and it's just basically the invaders going to you know wreck house here Stop um, so i i hope that we start right away now you do see he says let's go save the world invaders two of them and i just want them to come and punch cap right in the face and try to kill neymar because of the fact that they should be there to kill him before things are explained but we'll see but yeah even that should be a couple is like the idea of jim even hates you he hates your guts now and then at the end they show up let's go invaders you know and and just the idea of that yeah. seems weird how they got the a hold of the them so easily ending is affecting things too you know you yeah it is it's definitely yeah i i think that there's a definite deal i mean i don't even see the deal where they try to get a hold of them like they just show up and we're going and there's monstrosities running around bucky's probably going to get eaten by that lion guy <laughs> uh, you know toro is going to get his leg bitten off by shark man yeah, be trouble. Like, him. no, no, Shark Boy, he good, he good. You have Shark Boy, Shark Boy, not no. I, I want to have the the book with them, and I want them to talk like Amy the gorilla. Uh, Amy, <laughs> say thank you. That's what they'll have. It'd be great, Shark Boy. We'll have Lava Girl. Love what was it? Lava Boy and Shark Boy and Lava Girl or whatever. Lava, one. Lava Boy yeah. and Shark Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no it was Shark Boy and Lava. The girl. other way, yeah, yeah. Because Taylor Lautner with those abs, he was Shark Boy. Oh. If you remember, so he got a start. Huh? So, yeah, it was one of his starts. Uh, you know, before he wowed the world in Twilight. Twilight um, but yeah, yeah so certainly. it ended. I actually. The, the second time and third time I read this, I actually got more and more annoyed each time by that Roxanne, uh, you know, lab. They're ridiculous. Uh, so my score yeah, is going to go down from the from what I gave it on the site. But I'm still an eight. I, I love this series. I really do. Uh, when I do like something like this, I will tend to give it a little bit of a pass with the idea that it was cut short. And things are trying to get to this place where I think there was a longer story. I do like the thing of instead of having just Machen go crazy, we already know he's going to do what he's going to do. Neymar even says it here in a couple hours, he's just going to do it. So you don't need to really see that again when most would have him there. Ha ha, I'm going to do it. I'm going to destroy the world. And then maybe have an attack and him thwarting that. Instead of that, you're reminded what this book is, you know, half of it's really about and maybe even more is the connections of cap and namor including where at one point you know iron man said to cap i'm going to kill namor right now and i don't care what you say and get out of my way and cap just he always had Keeps faith in namor he kept yeah. saying that namor is not bad he says it here you are not a bad guy you may have done some things but i know you this isn't you. And it's one of those things where if you do now, just think going forward now, you do have Machen as a thing. Now, if Machen doesn't somehow in some wonky way get absorbed back into Namor, you do end up with Namor at, without a lot of his problems. You know, a lot of his problems are now out of his body and mind in Machen. And doing this, and and what I can only think at the end is when all this happens, you'll end up having Namor kill Machen, which will be kind of like the visual of him getting rid of all these problems. And then after all of this, you'll see Xavier, still the old one, on on the wheelchair. My job is done here. It'll all be his plan all along to make Namor. But it could end up with Namor being a better guy after this because he doesn't have as much as uh, these deep-seated promises. It certainly hasn't come yet. 
Because no, he was so. still giving Cap crap at the end he of the issue. He is. It's so. weird. He's giving him crap, but he's more on the lines of, I just want to go off and be alone. You know, it's, you know, and yeah, he's saying some people deserve things, but he doesn't even want to deal with Major. He wants to just go off. He, he does. I love the idea that at the beginning, though, he's just everything Cap says. He's like, you it basically is. What's that, Cap? What'd you say? Oh, yeah. You're a jerk. I hate you. He just, everything annoys him about Cap. He's like, you're just too good. You're a goody two shoes and you're a jerk. You see things as black and white and all of that stuff. So I'm going to give it an eight. What would you give it? Yeah, I give it a, I give it a seven, five. I like the art a lot. Um, yeah, I do too. There's not enough um, difference between the throwback and the current art anymore, no. though, the, to really like grab your yeah, attention. Yeah, they used and to realize. have a lot more of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I, not I like, as throwback. Like the pop art. That yeah, they do you think do, that though. they're doing that though? Because this is more of when Cap came back, so it's later on in the deal. Or are they trying to play with that's the style of that time then, and yeah. not the forties yeah. now? Maybe, but it yeah, just I bugs agree. Me though, a little because, bit. It, well, here's it, the thing: is when we first me started off from the transition. Yeah, when we first started, the thing that wowed us the most was that awesome old school deal. We really liked it. Yeah, but the throwback art, definitely. I, um, I still now that I'm thinking, I need Xavier like on a cliff on that wheelchair and just and, and I know that doesn't make sense with the current Xavier who, who seems to be dead now. But he's you, a jerk. Ha, the, the the cosmic ballet has played out once again and then he goes to wheel himself away as if all of this was his plan all along and then suddenly a wind gust goes and he goes right off the cliff to his death that's what i need <laughs> you know ah, why me uh, and then when he dies he dies at the death. bottom of the cliff and then namor looks over and goes yep my plan all along and then you look and it was sue invisible and she pushed xavier it's all a plan it all works out it all ties up together but yeah i I still like it i'm looking forward to the last uh, issue and the only thing that really bugged me was they just find the cure so conveniently on the abandoned island they're on it really takes it's not even like they found a vial at one point you ended up having cap having to sneak into atlantis which seemed to get you know one content then you go to roxon's out of the way, secret base making monstrosities, and they seem to have cases of yep. this. You know, they They're have more of that than, than my son Alex drinks monsters in a week, which he gets <laughs> two of those 24 thing cases of. Two of them he gets at BJ's each week. Yep. They are done by Wednesday. Uh, that's like my dad. My dad is, he, he's quit drinking. He's on like three years. He hasn't had a sip, but he drinks monsters like a madman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what my son Alex advice. does. He <laughs> loves it. He loves it. And I'm like, I, I can go for them occasionally, but not like that. I even look because I was like, how much are each case of these? So he spends about $70 a, a half a week for monsters. I'm like, Jesus you're crazy. Christ. I get the uh, gridlock Drug habits at the cheaper. Aldi's and the, the gridlock I get. Uh, but yeah, so I like the art as well, like you said. So uh, I'm looking forward to the last issue. And it's a weird thing too. Uh, usually what you will hear people say and, and you would hear me say in certain times of, oh man, it's going to be bittersweet when it ends. The way this has been going, it kind of, you know, yeah, it's when it ends, it I'm ends. Yeah, 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 it is. It's like one of those like, yep, old great granddad, he was tired. It was time for him to move on. <laughs> and I, I always yeah. say when I hear that, I'm like, that's such BS. I, I, I've never like I will go kicking and screaming 
uh, as the Grim Reaper pulls me away. And it, it doesn't even mean like I have anything to do. I just don't want to, you know, die. It's just plain and simple, but there you go. You know who should die? Those monstrosities. I'm looking oh, yeah. at them as they Somebody leap away. Somebody knock them out. Too. You got the one that looks like – the one that's the worst is the one in the very back maybe because that is part – it looks like it's part toad, part crocodile, part something else, and I barely see man in that one. The others at least you see a little – or maybe that's better. <laughs> maybe you know you don't realize it's like – I don't know what that – crocodile. He is in the back. And, and most of these are probably going to appear in a sci-fi movie next week uh, versus Megalashark or something. But that is it. That's the end of the podcast. Yes. So I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. I hope that you like the books we talked about. Maybe I hope you like them a little bit more than us because we didn't like a lot of the stuff. But we didn't hate everything, right? No. We had three. It was an so. all right week. It just yeah. wasn't very now, exciting, you know? No, I, I agree. Now I have to see what's going on next week. I haven't even put up the poll for the bad butts. The new carnage. The I'm excited for that. Crew. Oh, so that'll be cool. So we'll, we have a bunch of things. There's Marvel usually has a lot to pick from. It's just this week. It seemed a lot yeah. of stories. They always have like one of those every month. Uh, like yeah. it's just one of those weeks. Like, oh, this is the yep. dog yeah, days was, of the month. Yeah, this is the yeah. week that I was hoping like maybe you'd get Valkyrie or, you know, like Invisible Woman. Something where we could catch up and throw something new in. But there really wasn't anything like that. So we will end up probably having some things like that next week. So we'll see. We'll see what's on the Patreon. And if you want to go join that or check it out, at least it's patreon.com slash weird science and you go and me and brandon record a spotlight episode of two books every wednesday night on new comic book day night so you can even go you can go and check it out without joining up you can go and then check out what's going on there uh without actually signing up and if you like what you see you can sign up and if you do sign up you won't be charged until the beginning of next month and if you quit before then you never get charged. You break my heart, but you don't get charged. But you can try that out. And we also, like I said, have a site that is Weird Science Marvel comics.com we'll have all the reviews up around 9 a.m on wednesday morning i have a couple of the 2099 books that i have personally and something else i have that's another one of those like really do i have to do that one and i haven't been enjoying it but i have a bunch Uh, i don't think you have any i grabbed all yours because you have two big ones at dc so i got dc we will do that here yeah you got dc stuff so uh i grabbed a bunch of yours as well so you can check out our written review and things like that at the site. Uh, But that's about it. Thanks, everybody, and talk to you later. Later.